Hi, everybody. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to share with you that Haley and I will be making our first public in-person appearance together at the FanFest Society event in Agunquit, Maine this fall. If you have not heard of the FanFest Society, they are an organization that have been gathering fans and cast and crew from the show for years where they create this really special Gilmore Girls themed weekend for only the truest of fans. We are very excited to be joining them this year. We're going to be doing a live Q&A with Stan Zimmerman, who's a writer on the show, and of course, Valerie Campbell, who we've had on the show before. And we will also be hosting the Battle of Stars Hollow, where fans will play against the cast and crew to really test your deep dive knowledge of this show we love so much. Visit thefanfestsociety.com for more information, and we hope to see you there. everybody welcome back to gilmore to say with tara and Haley. i'm tara this is Haley. hi Haley. hi tara welcome back thank you welcome back girly we missed you i feel like other than the fact that i wasn't here last week was <laughs> out of office if you will i feel like we haven't recorded in like a really long time i know we really haven't we were talking about this yesterday that like the month of june you and i have only recorded four times together thus yeah. far which this is this is very, the fourth time that's it's the end of June. Yeah. Well, technically, today is the 4th of July. That is true. But um, when for we're all recording of you, this. <laughs> but we do this in advance. Yeah, it is. It's the end of June, beginning of July. And two have only recorded with each other f- like know. four. It's going to be maybe five times by the end of the month is insane and very unlike yeah. us. But the thing was, is we um we prepared really well because we yes, were we both did. like out of town. You went to Chicago. I went to Italy where I picked up a beautiful souvenir called COVID. Called the Corona. Called the coronavirus, which I had like for so long, as you said, like three years avoided oh it. God. I had never Over gotten it before. Years. Yeah. And then, you know, it hit me and it hit me really, really hard. I did not. I, I was like, if I get it, I won't even notice it. I noticed it. We noticed. <laughs> <To say least. laughs> Can I tell you noticed. something? Can I tell you something really funny about? Yeah. I was like really sick for like, I would say like there was like two days where I like had really high fever and just like was very, very sick. And I was talking to someone about traveling and I was like, yeah, I just went to Italy and to England. And <laughs> you're going to laugh at why I said that. And I was like thinking about it. And I was like, you liar. No, you didn't. You didn't go there. You went to Italy. And I was like, I swear I did. I remember eating the food there. I remember being there. Like I was there and I know it. I at least went to Scotland. I was like, I know it to be true. And yesterday I was like, why did I think that? Because like in my mind, I kind of like feel it. But it was because those two days that I was really, really sick. I was watching Outlander and Bridgerton. There you go. (laughs) I was like, how did we get to England? But I was like so convinced. I was like, I remember eating the food there. Like I remember Mm. being there. Mm -hmm. But um, I wasn't. I was not at all. (laughs) You know, it's funny. When When you have that fever for that first like day or two if you really get hit the last time i had covid which was a few months ago was back in february i was on a gossip girl kick and i had just finished the original (laughs) series of gossip girl so i started watching the new gossip girl to tell you i had a fever dream where i was entrenched in like the gossip girl world of 2021 (laughs) is an understatement i like just I was just sweating profusely on my couch, listening to them talk and dreaming that I was there with them. So I understand. I was so convinced I had gone from Italy to Scotland and England. And I was like, when in fact, didn't. The bleak reality is you did not. Yeah. (laughs) No, it was 1745. (laughs) (laughs) And that was, that was, well, at least you had an adventure. At least it wasn't boring. I did have a nice little adventure, didn't I? And I yeah. didn't even leave leave my bed. I Yeah, but there was a point when I was like reading a book and I was like, I don't know this word. Yeah. And it was letter. I was going to say letter. You had to Google the word letter. Yeah. I know that word, though. Um, Good. And that's when Thank I was God. like, I need to stop reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm back now. I don't, You're back. Um, how was your time in Italy? Tell her about oh, how your time was. Oh, it was so much fun. It didn't end well, but <laughs> otherwise it was super, super fun. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. My brother got married. Mm-hmm. So we had like my whole family was there. My sister-in-law, who I've mentioned before, Mandy, who is like my actual sister-in-law now, her whole family was there. Which is so wild because I've said this so many times that it has felt like Mandy has been your sister-in-law since I met you. And when you and I became friends and we started like talking about doing the podcast, I think we were in the middle of 
recording an episode or we were about it to was the second episode? episode we were yeah. recording the dean and logan jess and logan logan and jess episode yeah and i came back and i was like oh my brother is gonna propose to his girlfriend i need to go yeah. <laughs> hold on brb which yeah. is just so funny because like i i guess since that moment i was like oh mandy's her sister-in-law yeah that's how it's felt to me like she they've been together for like 10 years oh yeah yeah so this has been a long time coming but it was so much fun to like go with my whole family and like eat so much pasta i had mm. so much pasta and we were on the amalfi coast so like the view was just like beautiful Stunning. like yeah yeah it was it was amazing i had such a good time and then we got back and little covid but like you know yeah but we're on the mend but yeah and i just feel like i think that we recorded um happy birthday baby last week and we i was did. like I, I forgot how to talk about gilmore girls that's kind of where i'm at today yeah it's so funny because when we were recording afterwards you were like i feel like i'm getting a cold and i was like oh that's so normal i know i, felt I was sick when i got back from italy <laughs> and of course like the first thing we think of is covid but like but yeah neither of us thought that i was no. like that was that day when i like kept putting my sweatshirt on and off because i was like i'm sweating yeah, you were like, like I'm sweating. and i was like oh yeah. you have a cold but yeah, it's like, like a little tiny you got, like cold. a travel cold i feel like yeah. like that happens and i haven't been sick since like 2019 no you so have not i have had well, other problems a cold <laughs> i was gonna say yeah. you haven't been sick with a cold or a flu yeah no i've had many you have in problems. fact been sick but different but, like sick like that sick where i'm like stuffed up sick where like this is the situation but yeah. Our besties will suffer through it for this, the 4th of July. Yeah, it's Independence Day. So I suggested that we do an Independence Inn episode for Independence Day because we're also on Patreon getting to the end of season three, which means the end of the Independence, Independence Inn. Inn. That was a lot of inns. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. end of the Independence, of the Independence Inn. Inn. Yes. And we're going to miss it. So we figured why not do... A little I'm gonna miss homage. it a lot. Yeah, me too. I don't think that I like it more than the dragonfly, but it's just like a different vibe. It's an it's, era. It that represents just... an era, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured a nice little tribute to the Independence Inn would be perfect for a day yeah. that also has the word independence in it. Why it not? It does. <laughs> so we play on word. Me too. So we figured we'd start out with just kind of like what we know about the Independence Inn and the nooks and crannies of it and then move into some of our fave and least fave episodes that take around. place at the Independence Inn or around the Independence Inn. So yeah, let's get into it. What do we know about the Independence Inn? Well, in real life, the Independence Inn was inspired by the Mayflower Inn and Spa in Washington, Connecticut, which I believe is where Amy stayed when she decided that uh, she was going to be inspired. There. Mostly because the, the spa was in the word. <laughs> I know. There's the rub. So that was in Washington, Connecticut, and that's what it was inspired by. But in the world of the show, it's the Independence Inn. Mia owns the Independence Inn. Mm-hmm. She's never talked about like how she came to own it nope, or like how long she's owned it, if it's been in her family, kind of like Fran Weston and the Dragonfly. Yeah. If it's new, like yeah. how long it's been around, why it's yeah. called the Independence Inn. Maybe because Lorelai showed up there and the show was like, this signifies her independence mm. by working as a maid away mm. from her family. Mm -hmm. That was, I just came up with that on the spot. Yeah, I liked that. <laughs> Good Thank work. <laughs> and like, that's kind of all we really know about it. The only thing we really know about the Independence Inn is in the context of Lorelai. So like, we know that there's a potting shed in the backyard and it's brought to our attention because Rory and Lorelai lived there for the first like eight or nine years of living in Stars Hollow. So like, we know that that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah. Like Lorelai started as a maid. And now she's the executive manager. Yeah. I was looking up like on the um, Gilmore Wikipedia page. And yeah, it me said too. That Michelle is the assistant, assistant manager. manager. He's not. The, he's the concierge. What's interesting is that on that same wiki page, if you click on Michelle's name, it says Michelle is the concierge at the independent. Really? Well, yeah, I was like, so okay. So can't always rely on that. conflicting. Yeah. Yeah, there were some discrepancies that I had there when I was reading the Wikipedia page that kind of go hand in hand with the plot holes that we talked about in our plot holes episode last year. Because the next question that we wanted to address was how long has Lorelai been there? When did she arrive? So, like I said, I brought this up in How Many Plot Holes to Stars Hollow, because in season two, the ins and outs of inns, when Mia comes to visit, mm -hmm. Mia says in Luke Steiner, when they're sitting there kind of reminiscing, it's been 15 years ago, almost to the day, when this like tiny little teenage girl showed up with this tiny little thing in her arms, a tiny little thing named Rory. And so that would put them there in like 85 or 86, because Rory was born in 84, 
Yeah. And, and this said that sh- they showed up there in 84, which was wrong. Exactly. If it was 15 years ago, almost to the day when the ins and outs of ins aired, that's well after Rory's 17th birthday. So that would have to mean that she was two. And yeah. if Lorelai showed up with her when she was two, that makes sense. But she also wouldn't be that little. <laughs> exactly. Well, I guess we don't know. She's littler little. than she is now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that would put Lorelai at like 17 or 18 years old and Rory at about two, maybe. So yeah. if she arrived in like 85, 86, so by 2003, when the Independence Inn catches fire, she worked there for 17 or 18 years, which is about how old she was when she arrived. So she literally worked there for half her life. Yeah. It couldn't have been 18 because Rory was 18. So it would have had to have been like 16. Right? That's true. Just, just Maybe closer to Rory. 17. Yeah, yeah, subtracting Rory. But if you think about 84 to 2003, Rory was 18, but she was turning 19 that year. Yeah, so she so would kind of 19 sense. in the next season. Right. So maybe it's closer to like 17 years. Yeah. Right? That sounds about right. That feels that feels right. But yeah. still, that seems to be around the time that Lorelai showed up. So to know that she was there for half of her life, that's a significant amount of time. Yeah. Like the Independence Inn represents a lot of Lorelai's life. A lot of the independence in her life. Yeah. Yeah. The Look math is that. mathing. The math yeah. is indeed mathing. Though the question to that that I have that I asked you is why did she go there? Of like all the places to go. And we never find that out. Like she never says anything like, oh, I I picked this town because I saw it on a map and it looked cute and I just sort of stumbled into town or I was driving by and the place looked cute. So I drove in. I wonder if she like decided to leave, right? We get this kind of flashback and context in Dear Emily and Richard in season three where we know that she left them a note. And on Patreon, we kind of unpack this, what the note could possibly say. And we landed on the conclusion that what young Christopher says to young Lorelai in their first flashback at the beginning of the episode was like, Dear Emily and Richard, I don't belong here anymore. I don't know where I'm going, but I'll call you when I get there. Love, Lorelai. And so it sounds like that was kind of what she chose to do. It was like, I don't know where I'm going, but I just know I'm I don't belong here. And so I wonder if she just kind of drove, stumbled upon this place, and in stumbling upon this place, came across Miss Patty or was directed towards Miss Patty, who said, Mm. you need a job, go to the Independence Inn. There's this wonderful woman named Mia. I'm sure she will help you out and give you a job. Yeah. That's what I imagine happening, because I feel like that's what happens with Patty anyway. Happened with Dean. That's what I was about to say. That's exactly what happened with Dean. I wonder if she drove there, though. I wonder if she got, like, a bus ticket, and it was, like, cheapest bus ticket was to Stars Hollow or something like that. I love that. And she just bought a ticket and just walked around town. But Independence Inn is not exactly in, like, Stars Hollow proper, because they can't, like, walk there. Right. They have to be driven there. Well, that, but that would make sense. If she arrived on the bus and she kind of like starts asking around and people are like, go see Miss Patty. And Miss yeah. Patty is like, oh, I know exactly how to help you. And she, Miss Patty could have arranged for her to get there somehow. I know at some point when Suki's pregnant, remember when she's on bed rest and Luke is in the kitchen at the Dragonfly Inn and Jackson has her in like a golf cart yeah. and is taking her home? Maybe she got like, maybe Patty like <laughs> called a golf cart and was like, I know exactly how to get you there. Yeah. LOL. That's amazing. <laughs> right? Maybe a hayride took her there. Yeah. But I'm just trying to remember exactly what Mia said when she's like, you know, you showed up looking for a job i have it right here oh perfect so she said hey do you realize it was 15 years ago almost to the day to the day when this skinny little teenage girl showed up at the end she had this tiny little thing in her arms you marched up to me looked me right in the eye and said i'm here for a job any job work experience none recommendations none skills not one thing to recommend hiring her just that how do i put this in remain a lady that who cares look in her eyes so i gave her a job the other maids hated you you were special Mm. Which we pointed out, that was like one of the first people that ever said Lorelai was special. I know. But yeah, so like maybe, maybe that makes sense that she knew to go to Mia and be like, I want a job. Because like, why else would she go to there to like demand it? It would also... It I would like be the backstory of Patty. That, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It would also be cool if Patty was like, look, this woman, she's not just going to take you in just because you want a job. You have to be really firm with her. So I wonder if she like fixed her with this withering stare because Patty <laughs> told her to. She yeah. was like, okay, I'll hire you. 
Yeah. You seem confident. I love that. But I love the idea of her just picking this place because it was the one that she could afford. Like, she got to the bus station and they were like, where do you want to go? And she was like, where's the cheapest place? And they were like, Stars Hollow, Connecticut. Yeah. And there she is. Isn't that cool? That would be really cool. Wow. Fan fiction. Fan fiction. I do want, like, a Gilmore Girls book, like, from Rory's perspective. Like, the fan fiction of that. Mm. Of that all written down. You know, I love to read. I would love to read all this. Because the Gilmore Girls books that they have are, like, so dull. I know. So boring. No need to, no need to read them, friends. I know. But, yeah, no, I like that. I like all of that as backstory. It's cute. I do, too. I do, too. So, the next question we asked was, who works there? (laughs) Why does it make me laugh every time you say Derek's name? (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why either. There's something about it. It always makes me laugh. Well, it's funny because like we were talking about this yesterday. You didn't even say it. I was like anticipating you saying it. I'll say it soon. Don't worry. But we were talking about how there were so many people there at the beginning. I mean, first of all, let's get the big three out of the way. So you got Lorelai, who's the executive manager, Suki, who's the head chef, and Michelle, who is the concierge. Yeah. And so and Mia, who owns and it. And Mia, of course, who owns it. But lives in California, doesn't she? Santa Barbara, yeah. Why does everyone live in California? I don't know. They love California, these writers. They were like, how can we stay tethered to this? <laughs> Maybe knows two places, California and Connecticut. And Connecticut, and that's it. That's all she's yeah. ever been to. And New York. She knows New York. Yeah. But... Yeah, that's it. It's just those three three places. places. (laughs) So then like, you know, as the show goes on, obviously, like a bunch of different people kind of pop up. But there was a lot of action there and a lot of people who were kind of, I feel like being test run as kind of these like background characters to Lorelai's life that never actually continued on like Derek. Yeah. Derek was a bellhop. Was that who he was? I think so. Yeah. He was the guy who like. Scratched the car. Scratched the car. So he was parking someone's car. So maybe he was a valet. Maybe. Because that was something else we were talking about in like, like unraveling the inn is like, Mm -hmm. how much is a disconnection between how like the bellhops and the valets dress compared to like the rest of the vibe of the inn? Like they're wearing those like classic like Tower of Terror. Literally Tower of Terror. Bellhops. Some of them are like in coats and tails. Like, like truly they're like dressed to the nines and Lorelai, she like can't even put her work coat on. So it's like, it's like, what is, what is the vibe of the independence in? I know. I know. It's hard to, it's hard to decipher because I think that at the beginning they were just like, they were trying to figure it out. And so that's when we get Derek and we have Drella, which of course we know that Drella the harpist, the reason that her character was put in there is so that Alex Borstein could have a character because she was originally playing Suki and Amy wanted to write a role for her. It was perfect, but she's only in the first couple episodes and then we never yeah. see her again, which is such a bummer. I'm glad that they like did away with that type of character though, because it really was contending too much with like Michelle's I agree. character and who he was. So sad to lose someone at the end, but glad we lost that like additional like curmudgeon personality yeah no michelle really kind of dominated that but then other people that are kind of mentioned throughout the early seasons remember brian the waiter from deer hunters he has the goatee and he brings him in because she's like you gave him the risotto and the wine yeah she got that weird review or a review that she didn't really particularly like but they're talking about his love life right Aren't they talking about Brian and like, oh, yeah, like, did, did you have a particularly, um, like, did you fight with someone or like trying, I can't remember exactly what it was. Something like he got in a fight with his girlfriend, she kicked him out or something. I can't yeah. remember off the top of my head, but I do remember Brian with his goatee. <laughs> of course, we have Rune. Yeah, unfortunately. Rune got a job at the inn. Remember the guy who, um, I think this may have been before Rune appeared on the scene, but remember they had that Christmas tree in the Independence Inn, Michelle was guiding that guy on a ladder on like the ornaments mm-hmm. that he should put on the tree and he wouldn't tell him where the... Which one was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that guy. Tobin, of course, who's the night manager. Tobin, the We've villain. We've been talking about a lot on Patreon because he just arrived yeah. on the scene. Remember in, I think that it's like mother, like daughter, when Lorelai calls Michelle because her car battery died and she's like, hey, come pick me up. Put Carol on the desk and come pick me up. 
I don't like Carol. She ate my low-fat cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Michelle, come pick me up and I will buy you low-fat cheese. So Carol, I don't know who she is, but put Carol on the desk and come pick me up. Oh, I remember because this is the one where Rory's packing her backpack. Yes. Because Rory's like the one's like, that's the battery. And I'm like, how could you possibly know that, Rory? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And then remember Julio from season three that she's so panicked over because of the Independence Inn fire? Yeah. Um, Because he usually comes in early. So those are kind of the names that are brought up in passing. I don't think I'm necessarily forgetting anyone. No, I'm. Trying I mean, to I'm remember. sure I am. Yeah, we definitely probably will. mentioned. People I remember. Will let us know. I yes, they will certainly. I remember in the pilot. Gosh, there were two chefs that were helping Suki, and remember she goes to reach for something, and one of them goes, "Mike, Mike." So there was a guy named Mike. I also remember in the deep fried korean thanksgiving she's um nervous about leaving her kitchen to bob yeah bob has good hands is what Lorelai says <laughs> how does she know that about bob i don't know but i love when she goes up to the guy pete and she and he's like i think whipping egg whites and she goes how's your love oh, life pete this is what i thought you were talking about before when you were talking about brian oh when i was talking about brian no, yeah because yes. she was like like getting that aggression out but yeah. i know i remember brian because he was like Sleeping on someone's couch. Yes. And he had like worked another yes. shift or something like that. That's exactly. I, it was Pete that I thought you were talking about because he was like beating her egg whites. Yeah. Yeah. How's your love life, Pete? I love that so much. <laughs> and then Jackson, of course, is a supplier at the inn. He doesn't right. work for the inn, but he's always coming in and out. And that's a huge part of his and Suki's relationship in the early seasons, in the early yeah. episodes. So, yeah. I will say, though, Lorelai, as the executive manager, like, this is more of, like, an aside. Like, what does she do? The amount that she can just, like, leave in the day, like, when she goes and helps Luke. Is it Dead Uncles and Vegetables? When she yeah. just, like, leaves and helps him at the diner. And, like, I know. she can just, like leave in the middle of the day and go kind of do whatever she wants to i know <laughs> and that's just sorry in <laughs> i know isn't that so funny yeah well. it's just she doesn't really work that often but yeah. um boy when she does does she um not do much there at all well i think that she does a lot of event <laughs> planning which is interesting yeah. and we kind of catch a glimpse in richard and stars hollow of like how mm-hmm. much of a problem solver she has to be there but speaking of events what we wanted to get into was our faves least faves of the independence Inn. so we're going to start with our top three favorite events do you want to just like trade off yeah of course, the first one that came to mind for me was the Bracebridge dinner. Yeah, Classic. I imagine that one was yours. Classic. I put, I put the first wedding in Kill Me Now. Oh, yeah, that was fun. There was just something about that that was like, it was the first one. It was like Lorelai and Rory kind of like in a little bit of a conflict mm-hmm. and like just seeing like the inn kind of like unfold for the first time. It looks so different. I know. And it's the first event we get to see them plan yeah there it's just something nostalgic about it which is how i I feel about the inn me too me too the next one that i wrote was the fashion show for the booster club that was my next one was it oh i love 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 that episode and i love that moment it's kelly bishop walking down the runway in that bright red coat with lorelei (laughs) like doing the little Little dance back and forth. They're so, so cute. cute. I just also love when they cut to Luke and Michelle watching them and they're having a great time. Like these two dudes just like yeah. having a silly goose time at this fashion show, loving watching the two of them. It was fun. Knowing full well they're going to make fun of her later. 1000%. <laughs> All right. What's your third one? I feel like we have the same third one. Mine's Suki's wedding. Of course. Of course it's Suki's wedding. Yeah. How could you not? I know. It's just like there's so much about it. But most like specifically like as it relates to the inn, it's when they're in the kitchen and yeah. Suki has on her wedding dress. Yeah. And there's just something about that moment where I'm like, this is the two of them at the end working together. It's perfect. This is their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Their dynamic. I love that that's how we got to see Suki's wedding dress because we didn't necessarily need to see the wedding happen. I love that she's got daffodils on her wedding cake and she's absolutely freaked about it. And I love that Lorelai's coming in to like steal food and Suki just doesn't even bat an eyelash. Like I just love how comfortable they are there because a lot of their friendship I have to imagine was born there. Because the thing is, is that we don't really know a lot about how Suki got her job at the Independence Inn. We've also mentioned this on Patreon that we don't know what Suki's relationship is with Mia. Yeah, because she doesn't seem to interact with her at all when she comes in in the ins and outs of ins. Yeah, and we also don't really get 
any context for how long she's been at the Independence Inn, which would, I assume, be the beginning of hers and Lorelai's friendship. Because yeah. we know that Michelle has been there for five years. Yes. As of 2003. Pose and fire. Yeah. Yes. As of happy birthday, baby. Because yeah. Lorelai says in the five oh, years right, I've known you, was, you've yeah. never got me a birthday gift. So he started working there in 1998. And as did Tobin. Because we were like, Tobin. we were like, ooh, there's a little enemies there. Because yeah. well, fighty, maybe, fighting, not nicey, nicey. Maybe he wanted to be the concierge, but he ended up having to be the night manager. Night manager. It's mm. true. Oh, that feud. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood sampler pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tecovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you out. Outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. What is your least favorite event? Can I tell you I couldn't come up with a good one? I The only one that I could really like think of was like i would never say the brace bridge dinner as a whole <laughs> well i know like, that you don't love that episode like i don't love it love but i episode. wouldn't but i wouldn't say that that's like a least favorite event um the only one i could think of is that man who couldn't decide the party the retirement party yeah yeah i know like, it was like golf and then they ended up on beanie, beanie babies <laughs> lots of beans yeah can i tell you what i put please do actually i wrote the fire question mark <laughs> <laughs> Because I also couldn't come up with something. I was like, I loved all of the events that happened at the Independence Inn. Because even the retirement party, I was like... It was still fun. It was still like like a fun conflict for them to have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The fire? (laughs) That wasn't a fun event. That was not fun. But like, I actually also really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I... I love that episode. Yeah. So like that one, that one was actually really hard. I was like, anytime Rune was there, but that's not really an event. (laughs) I guess it is kind of an event, but only because he made it one. Yeah. 
I couldn't come up with the least. I know if you guys have any, let us know because I I just felt like all of the events that took place. Like I was trying to think of any event that Emily held there that made Lorelai uncomfortable, but we only got to see like glimpses into that of her trying food or like talking about scheduling like dar lunches at the inn maybe like the only one would be like maybe suki planning her wedding with emily but like even that wasn't like a real event i was also like and i don't dislike this but also when suki was planning max and lorelei's wedding shower oh i love that though me too but i was just like do we not like it because like they didn't get married i don't know like i'm just (laughs) racking my brain being like what do i say is my least favorite and it's i think the only (laughs) appropriate one is the fire Great. Glad we could land on that. Yeah. So that takes us to what our favorite in episodes are from each season. Because yeah. there are some episodes that are completely like Independence Inn central. Um, but mm-hmm. there are also some episodes where like conflict takes place at the Independence Inn or like the inn is a subject matter, you know. So yeah. I was just... um it was this was admittedly hard for me for season two because I would oh it argue was so hard for season two season two is the best yeah like independence in season in my opinion yeah because well, the, what was my your, season one what was, was one? kill me now me too I almost put Emily in Wonderland oh yeah but like I just like kill me now it's just like I love that event I love everything that happens there it feels yeah. like it's just such like a cozy in episode and like. Emily in Wonderland is not so cozy. Definitely not cozy. Odd that I'm going for the cozy over the conflict on this one. Very true. You are usually a conflict over cozy girl. Yeah. But I, and I really do love Emily in Wonderland, but if I had to pick, kill me now. Yeah, me too. Um, Season two, this was really hard for me. I thought this was going to be extremely hard for you, actually, because like, it's like the ins of outs of ins, Bracebridge dinner, Those are my. Those are my two. Those are my two. Well, that's the thing. So, like, my big three would be the Bracebridge dinner, the ins and outs of ins, and um, I can't get started. And I I don't know. See, I couldn't decide between I can't get started and Richard and Stars Hollow. Also great choices. Yeah. But I think it's I can't get started. Like, it's just, it's Suki's wedding. It's, like, everything that happens there. It's also your least favorite moment, which we'll get to. It but does, I just, It does contain my least favorite moment. Dang, I just, uh, the thing is, is that like, I love the ins and outs of ins. When we covered that on Patreon, we said like, that was one of our surprising episodes that we loved. Yeah. Oh man, I'm stressed. But the Bracebridge dinner has been one of my favorites for a long time. <laughs> I can't stressed. get started. It's so good. I really thought that you were going to like, him and Hob at Bracebridge. That was like, I was like, that's going to be her fave. I, I had some down. guesses That's what I wrote yours. down was the really? Bracebridge dinner. Yeah. I wrote oh the Bracebridge dinner. And then I put a bunch of stars after it, and I wrote <laughs> the ins and outs of ends. Hollow stars? Yeah, hollow stars. Hollow stars. stars. Hollow. <laughs> and then for season three, I put a tale of Pleasant Fire. Me too. Yeah. I couldn't decide between that and Happy Birthday Baby, but I didn't Happy like Tobin. Happy Birthday Baby is great, but yeah, the Tobin of it all, I don't know. I don't think of that as like an in episode. Obviously, they're solving a lot of conflict. They're at the end. They're at the yeah. end. But like a lot of it is about Lorelai's birthday and Rory planning all of that and, and yeah. whatnot. So I just yeah. love the final scene of like the, what was this? Chief Baker. Baker? Chief Baker taking them into the inn mm-hmm. and Rory, like the parallel of her walking into her room and it's all dressed up with oh, the old stuff that Lorelai got I'm for her. Cry, yes. Like that's just like one of the best moments. So I, know. I, I had know. to pick it, even though it's the fire. It's just like, but it's like the way that it brings everyone together and yeah. it's just such a good one. I know. I know. I couldn't, I couldn't think of a lot of in episodes because I feel like, like Lorelai doesn't go to work a lot in season three. <laughs> that's fair. That's totally fair. I mean, she yeah. does, but there's not a lot of like in centered conflict no. necessarily. Yeah. I mean, she goes to work, duh. She totally But like the goes only other one was um, that'll do pig. Um, yeah. Then. But that's like, there's not really like a ton of like in centered like conflict in the episode. It's just like they go there in that one scene. Yeah. Yeah. There's also that one scene with Kirk where he asks her out in haunted yeah. leg <laughs> at the end. And also in uh, Lazy Hazy Crazy when Kirk shows up with the hey there. Hey there. So like there are some fun moments that happen, but you're right. There's not a lot of in conflict unless, you know, it's the Edgar Allan Poe Society or yeah, happy birthday, baby, the fallout of all of that, grand yeah. coming. But yeah, you're right. 
Not a ton, but Not season ton. two is chock full of Independence in content, and it made it really hard for me. I put the Bracebridge dinner, but yeah, they're all my favorites. I want to take them all home and put them in my pocket. Anyway, you can. I can. You know, and I will, there's and I have. literally no rules here. <laughs> this is the most unserious thing two the people have ever done. So low. The stakes feel high sometimes because we all feel very emotional about this TV show, but, but the, the stakes the are day, so low. The stakes have never been lower. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking Can of I... stakes. Oh, no. Go ahead. <laughs> Stop. Wait. Can I guess your next one that you're about to stay for stakes, rather? <laughs> sure. We're going we're gonna to talk about food. <laughs> we're going to talk about food. I was actually going to move on great. to conflict first and say speaking of oh. stakes. Oh, see, I thought we were doing food next. Well, we are steaks doing we are sense. doing food next. We are doing food next, but I was like, steaks. I guess steaks could work for food, but <laughs> it's not steaks. Food. Do you want to guess mine? I do. What is it? When we were doing all this, I don't know why I was like, this is what Tara's gonna say. I thought it would be the espresso hat. It's the tassel hat cake. Yeah, you know that's my favorite thing. I don't know. Why I called it the espresso hat, but that that's was all right. Something. I like I like that better. It's the tassel yeah. hat cake that Suki makes for Lorelai for her graduation day, filled with two pounds of chocolate covered espresso yeah, beans. Yeah, crushed dark chocolate covered espresso beans. Yeah, there's just something about that that feels. Mm. So Every time I'm like, there's not enough cake. <laughs> I know. No, I, I'm with you. I don't know if I would be okay if it was just the crushed dark chocolate covered espresso beans. I imagine there has to be some sort of cake in there. There has to be there to like to hold be, right? it together. Because otherwise right? when you cut into it, they're just, just spilling be out on the floor. Everywhere. <laughs> magic beans. Magic <laughs> beans. Reminds me of Paris singing yes. into the woods. I got the magic beans. Who wants the beans? We need some beans. Who's got the beans? Yeah, exactly. Suki's got the beans. Suki's got the beans. Yeah. Okay, wait. I was torn between the tassel hat cake and... The peach sauce. That's what I was about to say. Mine was peach sauce. Peach it, felt sauce? So, it felt so like basic, but like nostalgic. And oh I was my like, God. it has to be the peach sauce. I want to take like a the bath in that sauce. Yes, yeah. the magic risotto. I also love when she makes the cake for Lorelai and Max's wedding. And then Lorelai calls her in the road trip to Harvard. And she's like, I hope you didn't get too far on that cake. And she's like, no, <laughs> not far at all. And then she, she like phone flips and she goes... It. Oh, no, well, no, no. She no, flips the golf ball. Golf ball. Yes. Yeah. She flips the golf ball cake. But that's what I – I meld those two moments in my mind together all the time because I thought yeah. the same thing. But my she favorite is that it. she goes <laughs> – she slices it up. She starts serving it. She goes, you're a great cake, Clive. Never should have named you. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that part. I love that she, like, gets so into her food. She's so – she's she's such an artist. And yeah. that – I, it was easy for me to pick the tassel hat cake because it's my fave, but it made it hard yeah. because I was like, there are so many great dishes that she comes up with and yeah. makes. But peach sauce feels so like, like it's just so essential. I genuinely want to know what that peach sauce tastes like. Well, you should ask Larissa. I yes. feel that's what I was going to say. She would have a really good answer for that, I feel like, but maybe hers would be peach sauce the other one that was kind of like mixed in for me was like the cookie feast that she makes for max and lorelei's engagement party i know like they're just it's so cute and like when lorelei comes in and like things are hanging and like there's just so many like cookies and little like pastries for them i I loved that so much yeah i also love the arguments that suki and jackson have over food in that kitchen because i love a the Razquat. I love the stuffed squash blossoms that she yeah, doesn't want to do. Blueberry shortcake. The blueberry. I was just about to say, I love that she has to make blueberry shortcake instead of sh- strawberry shortcake because she can't get good strawberries. Oh, that sounds so good. Right? I would love strawberry shortcake right now. I know. Mm. I love a shortcake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like the food on so the show good. is so good. We have to do another food episode. Yeah. We just did a comfort food episode, but we have to do another like foodie episode. Yeah, with a lot of like sweet desserts. That'd be fun. Mm, Yeah, where we can eat them. (laughs) That's a great idea. We should totally do that. We'll mute the part of us eating. That doesn't sound like a fun thing to listen to. That would literally be the bane of my existence. Yeah. (laughs) That is everything I hate about the world. Anyway, speaking of steaks, conflict. (laughs) The stakes are high. The The stakes stakes are medium, but now they're high. But now they're high, yeah. Favorite conflict. Mine was in the ins and outs of ins. What was it? The conflict between Lorelai and Suki and just the conflict in general oh, that like takes the, place the in the inn. Independence Inn. Yeah. yeah. That's one of those ones that like I always forget the name of it. It's like how to run an inn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was trying to remember the conflict book because I know that 
Mia's like, yeah, like, I want to sell. And she's like, oh, yeah, wow. It's the fact that Emily comes in and she and Mia have this moment. It's Suki and Lorelai kind of having, you know, conflict. It's the conflict surrounding them wanting to buy the dragonfly property. That's a just conflict. Like the ins and outs of ins, in my opinion. Chef's kiss. And like the one that really like helps her with all of the doubts about it is Luke. Of course. Our favorite pal. Yeah, that's a really good one in terms of like how the conflict and that's the one where um Suki and Lorelai kind of have that little tiff, right? Yeah. Where like No, they have like a fight. Yeah. And that's like one of the few times they have fights. They don't really fight very often. They can get into like, you know, little mini arguments, but like they get into like a bad fight. Yeah. Mm, Sad. The Emily and Mia one was one of mine. Mine is like so minor, but I like it's so like it's so small, but I love it so much. It's in um like mother like daughter when Lorelai sees Luke talking to another woman. Ooh, yeah. And she's like not really sure what to do with herself because it's the woman from Desperate Housewives, is it yep. not? The it Desperate is. Housewife. It is. <laughs> the the titular character. <laughs> Brenda Strong. Yeah. Yeah. And Luke is telling her the best way to get out of Stars Hollow, I guess, to the interstate or wherever. Yeah. But she thinks that they're flirting and that, like, he's, you know, into her and she doesn't know what to do with herself. I know. Love that so much. I know. I know. It's, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. You're totally right. And then later when she goes to the diner, she was like, everyone knows the best route to get to wherever she was going. And, like, Luke is, like, just so taken by it that he's, like, mm, she was bothered. I love it she so much. She was bothered and a little jealous. Yeah. yeah. A little jealous. And I just yeah. love that how – it was so minor, but I just I just loved that so much. I know. The other one, of course, was Richard. Oh, of course. Richard in Stars Hollow when he comes in and he's, like, where's your jacket? Your work jacket. <laughs> She's wearing that heinous purple ruffled Yeah. That she has, Blouse. like, 17 colors of season two. I know, two. but that one in particular just bothered me because it was, yeah. like... Because it needed a work jacket. It did, but, like, the other ones that she's worn, like, actually, in the ins and outs of ins, when she's at Weston's Bakery with Suki, she's Is wearing, like, a gold Oh, no, one. it's, like, champagne color, It's, like, right? a champagne color, and it's actually cute but it's more of a chiffon fabric whereas the purple one is a cotton fabric almost like a dress shirt and i don't know why it really bothers me it just gets (laughs) under my skin we talked extensively about those shirts in season two on patreon if you want to revisit yeah oh my god but yeah richard and stars hollow that conflict was tough because there are so many ways in which i like sympathize with richard and i think that he's trying his best but those moments are really conflicting because i feel like he was super unfair to lorelei and it's kind of a glimpse into why they don't have a great relationship yeah but it was also reminds me of when we were talking to sheila about how like the conflict in um presenting lorelei gilmore about how he feels like he's being phased out Mm. it really just continues in that episode and so that now when i like think of that conflict with him i always think about her seeing it like now after the fact like in her like in her own life when she thinks about her own dad Mm. so that was like that's what I kept thinking about last night when I was thinking about like Richard and Stars Hollow was like Sheila seeing this like take shape in her own life as after she moved on from the show yeah wow it's emotional this show (laughs) it does bring up a lot of emotions speaking of emotions I also love the conflict that happens at Suki's wedding with Chris and Lorelai I mean I hate it but like Mm. it's great conflict and then of course Rory kissing Jess how could you not love it kissing Jess I know at the inn when what (laughs) who who has seen that? None yeah. of us. Nope. Extensive amounts of time. <laughs> None of us were watching that on a portable DVD player under our covers at four in the morning in 2004. Couldn't be either of us. Couldn't wasn't be. Wasn't me. <laughs> it definitely wasn't. Speaking of those scenes, though, mm-hmm. the last or like the second to last, the penultimate category is uh, favorite in scenes and least favorite in scenes. I feel like in my like guessing of yours, they came from this episode, both of them. No. <gasps> but one of them definitely did. One of them definitely did, but 
what I wrote for my favorite was when Lorelai realizes that Suki's pregnant and Suki also realizes that Wait, she's pregnant oh, and they I run out and known. start screaming in the yes, lobby. I knew but that then was I wrote, it. but I can't not mention Rory and Jess's first kiss. I mean, you know that oh, that's my I should have known that. But that moment when Lorelai and Suki run to each other, like I cry every time, like instant tears every single time. I knew that too. I know. I'm disappointed in myself. I, it's okay. I, I should have gotten that one. That's all right. But I, I was just blinded by the kiss because I knew how much you loved that the, the two of them macking. I do. By the river, by the, not the river, the lake, rather. By the, the pond. lake in the back, the pond. I know. I love but it. But I definitely know your least favorite. Of course. But what's your favorite? My favorite, I would say, is the daisies. Oh, great moment. I feel like we can't move on from the Independence Inn without mentioning the daisies. Oh, my God. How could I have forgotten? Yes. The, the tens of thousands of daisies. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a great moment. That's a beautiful moment. Yeah. And I feel like in terms of scene, it was like, because I wanted to put it as an event, but it wasn't really. It was just like the scene of it. Like, it's beautiful the way that happens. The fact that Kirk was the one that brought them, Mm -hmm. that Michelle is calling them weeds and he's just being grumbly and like the, the phone call, which I don't agree with in real life, but like cinematically, it was a beautiful moment. So Right. I completely agree. Wow. I picked that one. Beautiful moment. My least fave is I hope to God you're wrong. We all know it. No one's we surprised know, by no this. No one is surprised. <laughs> but what's your least favorite? My least favorite we have, we're actually about to watch on Patreon hmm. is when Lorelai comes and fixes the room for Nicole and Luke. Oh my God. So cringe. You're totally right. I just... I've and been like, bracing myself for that moment. Yeah. The brace bridge dinner. I've been brace bridge dinnering <laughs> myself for that moment. That I just like, I hate it. It's so uncomfy. Oh like, my God. Terrible. Yeah. When she does turn down service. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So weird. And I just like, I just hate that scene so much. Also like rune changing <laughs> Anything in with the rune. kitchen. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, but, and Clara, <laughs> don't kiss. <laughs> don't kiss. Even but Clara does deliver one of my favorite lines at the Bracebridge dinner, which is seven. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, when Rory asked her if it's a Stella McCartney and she says, it's a, it's Walmart. a Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> her and Jess further proof that they are just like kindred souls. Wow, they really are. We need to do an entire episode of how Clara and Jess are two sides of the same coin. <laughs> they are best friends. <laughs> Neither of them want to see Rory and Dean kiss. No, <laughs> it's the true. core of it. <laughs> wow. We really need to do an episode about how Jess and Clara are just meant to be yeah. besties. <laughs> how they are the same person. Dang. Wow. Perfect. I love that. But the last question that we asked and posed to each other was, what we'll miss most as we leave the Independence Inn in season three? And for me, I think it's all the themed events that happen there because I feel like we don't get as many of those at the Dragonfly. Like we get a lot of action at the Dragonfly because, of course, all of season four is about them building up to this opening. And then season five, they're running the place. And it's not that we don't get events that happen there, but it's just not the same as the Independence Inn. No, it's not. Like the only thing I can think of is like that doll party yeah in season seven right is that, is that season, season seven? seven or six i think it's seven. Oh my god i forget because like would lorelei kind that. of like i know lorelei just like leaves them stranded for the doll party oh then maybe it is season six i think it's season five actually oh it could be season five no you know what episode i'm thinking of i got these two conflated in my mind remember the cotillion, the cotillion. That's in season seven. Yeah. No, the doll party is definitely in season five because Suki keeps calling Lorelai. She's not picking up. She calls Rory. And isn't that when she plays poker with Logan? Yeah. Or she doesn't play poker. She's Logan is playing poker and she's asleep on the couch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that one. And like Norman Mailer comes. But like there's not any like big like weddings or like big events. And like to be fair, it's like the size of the inn, like diminishes drastically and they're trying to like you know just maintain business as usual because they cancel lunch Mm -hmm. but yeah we don't really have any of the events that we the only thing we have is like the opening of the inn yeah and um in season seven the spring fling thing Mm -hmm. the hay bale maze Mm. see i think that this continues on in like season four five six and Definitely in seven. Um, but I feel like it's different. And that's Lorelai and Suki's chats in the kitchen. Like, Ugh. I just feel like they take on a different, like, nature 
when they're at the dragonfly for some reason. Like, and I don't even know necessarily what it is about it. Maybe it's just the way that, maybe it's just that we're in the Independence Inn kitchen. But I, and I don't know, I don't, I can't quite articulate like what they're talking about that's different than what they're talking about later. But no, it's I just, fully agree with you. It's just different. It just feels like a different feeling. And like, I don't know what it is. But well, I think it's like the evolution of their friendship and the growing pains that they're going through and commiserating about and the conflict that happens there. Because like we watch Suki debate on whether or not she's going to ask Jackson out on a date again and call him and like really lock in that relationship. And we watch Lorelai kind of come in and get Suki honesty hour when all the conflict happens with Max and Christopher comes back into town, you know. Everything happens in that damn Donna Reed with Luke coming over and Suki's like, oh, you know, like that all happens at the Independence Inn. The moment that we just talked about between Lorelai and Suki on her wedding night, like we don't get that anymore. Suki's married. She has kids. Not that that necessarily changes how you talk to your friends. No, but it's like the topics change. They don't feel it. They feel like kind of like young and scrappy and hopeful to like do this on their own one day. But they're like getting through this job. Not that they hate it, but it's like in the next one, it's like they own the inn. Those are the problems. They like Rory's in college and Mm. the problems with her parents aren't like novelties anymore. And Mm -hmm. like most of her problems are with Luke and like Suki's problems are always like so small and like comedic relief, whereas like they were like big pieces of her life, right? When they were at the inn, yeah, so things like, were taking shape for both of them, yeah. And in and and it's not that that's not happening right now. It's just like things have solidified in Suki's life, and while yeah. things haven't necessarily solidified in Lorelai's life, her conflict never. is much more. <laughs> it's much less. Her conflict is much more intermittent. Than it is, like, ever-present as it was when she was dealing with everything with Rory wanting to go to school and the conflict with her relationships. And, you know, yeah, it's just different. It's different. Hard to explain, but easy to understand. Yeah. Even in the same way it feels like the conflict between her and Michelle or, like, their conversations at the front desk kind of change because, like, Michelle is really the only one that can be up there, like, comfortably versus, like, at the independence in like they could both stand there and have a snarky conversation Mm -hmm. or something like that that it like their setup kind of changes and i think partially because like i think michelle comes into the kitchen a lot more at the dragonfly than Mm -hmm. he did he was always like dropping in to deliver to deliver a message at the independence in yeah that's true yeah well yeah i didn't really think about that you're totally right I am going to miss that. Oh, no, I'm sad. Yeah. I'm sad to like, it definitely feels like um the end of like a Gilmore Girls era. It really like, is, though. Season one, two, and three as we like reach the end of it on Patreon. Because yeah. at the, the first episode in August will be our season three recap because we're almost done. I know. It feels know. so wild. And what's interesting is that this is kind of coinciding with summertime because, of course, at the end of each Gilmore Girls season, we hit like a spring summer kind of. Yeah episode and on the topic of summer we are going to be doing our summer episode next week yeah our last season episode we've made it through all the seasons i know we started off with an autumn matter last september and now here we are talking about summertime which there are not a ton of summer episodes in gilmore girls but we're gonna make it fun yeah that's this is not a very summer show this is not the oc (laughs) it definitely is not (laughs) this is an autumn show it is but we're gonna find the summertime episodes and really dive into them we will find the summer in in the show we will squeeze it out (laughs) and we'll have more to say on that in the next episode If you want more Gilmore to say, join us on Patreon where you can listen to our spoiler-full rewatch podcast, Gilmore Revisited, where we're currently watching season three. You can also join us for live watches, our community Discord page, and get monthly merch discounts to our old-fashioned merch shop at gilmoretosay.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at gilmoretosaypodcast where you can stay up to date on all things Gilmore to say.